This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Touchdown! Oh, he's done it again! Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. What's going on? Welcome to week six. Thursday really sneaks up on you. You know, you're doing your waiver claims, and then all of a sudden, bam, we got football. We got the Bucks and the Eagles tonight. Adam Azer, Jamie Eisenberg, Heath Cummings. We are going to talk about seven AFC home games. Looking at the full slate, guys. Jamie, I'll go to you first. Favorite game this week? Favorite game this week? Um, hmm. I know. It doesn't, there's nothing that really pops to me. I mean, Chargers-Ravens? Is that the, is that the one? That should be a good one. Ooh, uh, Cardinals. I, guess, I mean, there's, just, you know, there's a lot of things I want to see. <laughs> you know, I want to see the Jaguars-Dolphins game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? no, that's, that's true. A lot of stories. I want to see the, the Giants For comedic game. purposes? <laughs> What? For comedic purposes? No, or... I want to see Miles Gaskin. Does he get used again? I want to see Trevor Lawrence have a good matchup. I want to see, the, I mean, that's, you know, I like those little things. Sure. And Miles Gaskin is one of the most activated players. When you look at the most activated players who was on a bench last week and started this week, I think McCaffrey is number one right now. How many started fantasy points did Miles Gaskin have last week? Whatever he had times point two. Only 20% started last week. And I was actually thinking about that because uh, Mike Asicki, for example, he had four catches for 48 yards, something like that. Uh, maybe like 42 yards. And I was thinking, is that is that good? Is that okay in PPR? Is that acceptable? He was 17th at tight end in PPR last week. But seven of the guys who finished ahead of him are not fantasy relevant and were probably not started in any league that's not incredibly deep so he was actually a kind of a top 10 tight end in that respect so started fantasy points matter to be heath they just they just don't exist you know they're that, theoretical that was um did you just say he was kind of a top 10 tight end in that respect in terms of tight tight ends that were actually being started like does it matter that david njoku outscored mike Kosicki? I no i am looking forward to using that argument in the future I think about it's a, about a quarterback specifically. Yeah, no, I think um, like it doesn't no, matter. I'm really that, looking forward to Bengals and Lions. Okay, okay, yeah, me too. But Heath, but Heath, what I was saying was, there's nobody in the world. I think you agree with this. No, no fantasy manager in the world started Davis Mills over Patrick Mahomes last week. So it doesn't. Correct. Oh, oh, incorrect. I started Davis Mills over Patrick Mahomes. I started Kadarius Tony. <laughs> Over Rondale Moore, and both of them pl- turned out well. You made you made a very interesting dynasty trade last night. Maybe like this will be as far as dynasty trade um, Twitter polls. I think it'll be about as close to 50-50 as you can get. I didn't um, I didn't understand it. Yeah, um, I traded Marquise Brown. I, mean, I understand Kadarius it. I didn't get it. Right, Marquise <laughs> Brown and Kadarius Tony for a first and a third round pick in the 2022 draft, which just like that sounds like, man, I gave away Marquise Brown and Kadarius Tony. 
Um, yeah, the, it does. The fantasy manager I traded with is 0 and 5. As he's going to win games now. Not very little chance of being any better than the third worst team in the league. Okay. Um, um and I would like, would you trade Marquise Brown and Kadarius Tony for Najee Harris? Of course. No. no. Not in Dynasty. What do you mean? You guys are way more well, it is a Giants fan and a Gators fan, so that makes <laughs> a little bit more sense. Well, I mean, um, would you would would you trade Najee Harris for I mean, would you trade uh like where would you put Kadarius Tony at dynasty wide receiver rankings right now? That might be the biggest uh, difference mean, here. I don't know, probably top twenty. Yeah, so he's like thirty fifth for me. So that's that's probably. But if he has three more games like this, where is he? Well, I mean, if he has three ga- more games like this, he's number one because only six receivers ever have done what he did last week. Okay, if he has three more games with the average of the last two weeks, what? Where is he? Probably top twenty. Yeah, but he. Here's the thing. How are you? I, I maybe because you're just so bad at tanking that you started Davis Mills over Mahomes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But how are you not going to finish with a top three pick that you just traded away? Oh no, no, no! I just traded for the top three pick. I traded Kadarius you traded Tony, Tony and Marquise Brown. Brown for oh, the I'm top sorry. Three pick. Yeah, yeah, I'm I sorry. will now have okay. two of the top three picks. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But I think it's the fact that you only got a third back in return for that. Like Marquise Brown's worth more than the third. Well, um, a top three picks worth a lot more than Kadarius Tony to me. I would trade Marquise Brown and Kadarius Tony for Jamar Chase right now. Would you have gotten Marquise Brown for a first and that's it? Um, Not a top three first, no. All right, let's get into the AFC home games. Interesting trade. I love how I love Heath's involvement in this dynasty league. I mean, you are always giving us well, fodder. I just it is love great. the fact that like Jamie is always ready to say I should have got more in trades. He never offers me anything for these guys <laughs> that I'm trying to trade. Well, I mean, I I first off, you wouldn't have accepted a first for me because I'm going to be at the back of the first round. Right, no chance. Uh, and we did trade. We did make a trade. You what gave you- me Daryl Williams for a fourth. There, there we go. Okay. See, I was ahead of it. <laughs> there you go. All right, nice. I love this. Sounds like a fun league. Good for you guys. Uh, we've well, you're got, in it. Not really. We've got uh, four. We share all the success except the money. Yeah, and the lineup decisions and all. I'm I'm on the. I get the emails. Uh, <laughs> we got four teams making some some long trips, and two of them play at one o'clock. Chargers at Ravens, one o'clock. Rams at Giants, one o'clock. Seattle at Pittsburgh's the later slate, and so is Arizona at Cleveland. I'm not quite sure how many miles Arizona to Cleveland. That's not is. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Cleveland's pretty uh, Ohio's fairly east. But uh yeah, the other three are 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 pretty long trips and two one o'clock starts, something to keep an eye on. Well, I'm not sure. What about I'm, the London game? Yeah, but it's both teams going. Oh, okay. uh, and from the same state. But that doesn't count. It, well, it doesn't, you know. But anyway, <laughs> something to keep an eye on. Uh We'll see, because sometimes that matters for us. I don't think it will in in these cases of the Rams and the Chargers. Players you love, Jamie. Who who do we got? Who's start of the week? Uh, Daryl Williams, um, fourth round caliber player. Uh, I think you're gonna get. You know, you got to keep it within expectations. So he's the start of the week, and I don't think barring a two touchdown game or just something completely wacky happen, he's gonna be a top ten guy. But I think he could be a potential top fifteen guy. And we saw last year. Uh, I, I referenced this on Tuesday. Uh, in the two playoff games, he got 12 PPR points in those two outings. Uh, one was a four-catch game. One game he scored a touchdown. This is against Cleveland and Buffalo. Stakes were obviously a little bit different. Uh, Washington's defense is tough, you know, so he's going to have some, some, you know, 
He's going to have to be a little creative in how he gets his production, I think, because he's going to have to be involved in the passing game. But you got a banged up Tyree Kill right now who missed practice on Wednesday. Uh, you have clearly no Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And I think the blueprint on how to play the Chiefs is out there of dare them to run and make Patrick Mahomes be patient, play, play these guys, play off these guys, and, and don't let them get the big play. So I think Williams is looking at about 15 total touches. I think he'll find it, find the end zone. They've given up five touchdowns to running backs if you factor in. Uh, five touchdowns to running backs in the last three games um, in terms of the, the Washington football team. But if you factor in Cordero Patterson's numbers, uh, if you're considering him a running back, then three running backs have gotten at least 18 or more PPR points against them. So I, I hope there's a big week coming for Williams. But the way that I would I, I kind of anticipate him finishing is more of a number two running back that you could trust. Daryl or Damian? Daryl. Daryl or Fournette? Uh, Fournette. All right. Heath, who do you love? Uh, Chase Claypool. I guess it's because of the questionable tag. He's still uh, only started in 64% of leagues, but he had the same injury last week and caught five passes for 130 yards against the Broncos. So I think he'll be okay against Seattle. I just think the Juju Smith-Schuster injury probably means that Chase Claypool is going to be a high-end number two wide receiver for the rest of the season. And this week against Seattle, he might just be at, he and Deontay Johnson might both be number one wide receivers. He is actually among the most activated players. So that star percentage is going up, but it's not all the way there. Um, most activated would probably be a better segment to do on Friday because a lot of people are going to set their lineups for the first time today. But we're doing it today because uh, we didn't have glaring rankings disputes that I found. But we'll look at the most activated players like Miles Gaskin and Chase Claypool. All right, Keith loves Chase Claypool. How about you guys, Chase Claypool or Daryl Williams? I'll give that to both of you. Claypool. I'll take Daryl and non Claypool and half or full. Okay. Uh, we are playing the Fantasy Football Today Start Sit Challenge all season long. You can go to cbsports.com slash start sit to play. Each week, answer 10 questions, uh, starter sit questions, win a customized Trophy Smack championship belt with your name engraved, and the overall winner for the season gets $1,000 and a guest appearance on the podcast. One question this week we have is Marquise Brown against the Chargers. Amari Cooper at the Patriots or Robert Woods at the Giants in half PPR? Marquise Brown, Amari Cooper, or Robert Woods? Who would you guys start in half PPR this week? Uh, Woods. Uh, Brown. Okay, I'm not going to say Cooper. Reminder, go to cbssports.com slash start sit to play. It's very fun. Why not? Give it a shot. Heath, who are we avoiding this week? Um, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about whoever the Patriots starting running back is. I mean, we're expecting it to be Damian Harris. Um, I would absolutely avoid him. I think this is a bad game script for whoever's now Brandon Bolden might be a fine flex because he might catch six passes for 15 yards, um, and be a top 24 <laughs> running back. If you only consider running backs that were started in 70% of leagues. <laughs> no, um, I'm talking about like but, 30% of leagues, but I just don't think the Patriots are going to be able to run that much. They've been much more pass heavy this year than what we anticipated. And I'm not sure that you can know who's going to get the carries after Harris's fumble last week. And the Cowboys have, have seen the fewest rush attempts by running backs per game. They're basically tied with the bucks it's not because they have this vaunted run defense. We know why it is. I mean, they just they score a lot of points and they make you throw. Said Booker, I do think had 16 carries last week, but that was that was out of the uh, out of the ordinary against Dallas. All right, Jamie, who are you avoiding? 
I would like to avoid A.J. Brown. Um, I, I know he's been struggling, only one touchdown on the season, and better days are ahead, so buy low now. But the Bills' defense is tough. Uh, the offensive line's bad for the Titans. Julio Jones may not may now play, so who knows You know what the target share will be. Uh, it feels like it's going to be a bad game for the Titans if the Bills' defense shows up like it has been. So you, the only one I would start clearly is Derrick Henry, but he's not even a top-five running back for me this week. Will he be the first running back to have more than 45 rushing yards against Yes. I mean, you're still starting Derrick Henry, but if if this was a regular slate, I would say he's uh, an avoid for sure in DFS. Okay. All right. So some high-end guys there. And uh, yeah, well, at least I guess no. One high-end guy in A.J. Brown. But yes, the Patriots running back is going to be tough to trust this week as well. Um, I am going to avoid grammatical errors. I probably shouldn't have said um to start the sentence. Grammarly would not have been happy with that. Everybody use Grammarly.com slash FFT. Go there, get a discount. Grammarly.com slash FFT. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash FFT. You'll get 20% off Grammarly premium premium if you sign up there. This is really great. Uh, You know, you write something, you put it right into Grammarly. Grammarly gives you quick suggestions on how to make your writing more effective, more concise, uh, more clear, better vocabulary. You're going to get that just regular vocabulary replacement. That's one of the things. But also just how to make your message stronger if you want to communicate better. So if you're writing something for work, if you're coming up with a speech, maybe you're in grad school or I know we have younger uh, high school students even listening to this show. You want to write a paper or something, use Grammarly for help. It's not cheating or anything like that. They're just giving you different suggestions on how to be a better writer basically. So Grammarly Premium helps you get your message across quickly without repeated or unnecessary words. You don't have to search for synonyms anymore. Oh, remember that? Right-click, search for the synonyms. You don't have to do that anymore. Grammarly Premium, uh, Premium offers suggestions to replace overused words and phrases. And I think what's best about it is all the time you're going to save because you're going to proofread things so many times to try to find things that you can do better. Grammarly takes all of that away, does it for you. So if you want to save time and become a, a better, more clear communicator and writer, uh, use Grammarly, please, and go to Grammarly.com slash FFT, cut down on editing time, write more confidently, and get 20% off Grammarly Premium by signing up at Grammarly.com slash FFT. That is 20% Adam, off I, um... Grammarly.com slash FFT. Sorry, let me spell it one more time. G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com slash FFT. Go ahead. I just saw a tweet that that might have caught Grammarly's eye and certainly will catch your eye uh, because there's several repeated words in this tweet. Uh, But do you know, and this might explain some things uh, for your switch, but do you know what the current top 10 NFL draft order is right now for next year? (laughs) Heath brought it up last week. I know the Eagles have three top 10 picks. Yes, they do. Uh, Three top what picks? Uh, Five, six, and 10 if the season ended right now. My God. They are tanking the right way. They're not even trying to tank. Good for them. <laughs> so yeah. are you going to pick the Washington football team to win the NFC East now? Because <laughs> you picked the Giants first. Yeah. Then you picked the Eagles. Yeah. And the Eagles won, I really believed. No, the Cowboys. The Cowboys are going to have that by Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving, they will clinch. Who, which crappy team do they get to play on Thanksgiving, I wonder? Um, probably the Giants. Probably the Probably Washington. Uh, yeah, they'll clinch the, that division. We got some you news. Think they and have news. a shot at the one seed. Yeah, because they're going to beat up on their All division. Right. Yeah. All right. The NFC West is going to beat each other up at some point. Yeah. 
Cowboys still defensively. Go ahead. How good is the NFC West now? Well, two teams oh, are great. Seattle, yeah. The Cardinals and Rams, yeah. Yeah. But but the 49ers will still sneak in there and, and give you a game and beat you. Like they almost beat the Cardinals. They held the Cardinals to I don't remember the score, 17 points or something like that. Um uh, Cowboys Raiders on Thanksgiving. We already I'm getting hungry. Okay. Uh let's let's okay, here's a new segment. It's called Let's make a let's make let's make Heath change a DST ranking. Okay, I, I bullied you inappropriately and wrongly the last two weeks into moving a DST up. I don't know if you actually did. Now I'm going to make you move one down, Heath. You are way too high on the Ravens DST. You have them fourth going up against the Chargers. You know, the Chargers are making a cross-country trip, and that's really difficult on opposing offenses. Um, I don't feel like I can, like I I kind of when I saw this I wanted to move them down a little bit, but with the history of the last two weeks, I think I need to let it ride. <laughs> I have the Ravens defense in a lot of leagues, and if I have a really bad player on my team, I understand what you might want to drop and start somebody else because you don't want to go against Justin Herbert. He's been on fire. That's fine. I'm not dropping the Ravens because of this matchup, though. All right, they do they allow the few, fewest points. They haven't been that good, and they they uh they allow the fewest points to Chargers to DSTs. And yeah, the Ravens haven't really been the Ravens this year. They've only had one standout game on, as as far as a DST goes. But all right, Heath, stick to your guns. Make the anti. I expect. Play. I'm, I mean, there's really after after you've brought this up, the only fair expectation is a defensive touchdown. <laughs> okay, it'll probably be on special. Teams. You know, I'm just looking at you know, and and obviously. I don't know exactly the scoring in this league by comparison to most, but do you know the DSTs that rank better than the Ravens right now? I know the Cowboys. I a lot of them. Cowboys are number two. I know that. Oh, the Lions. Oh wow. The Bengals. The Titans. It's crazy. I mean, I mean, I, I would, I would expect them to be better. I, I don't, you know, think Heath is wrong by hoping things will turn around for them, but it's been, it's been bad. <laughs> they, well, they've played really. A gauntlet. I mean, they've played the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean that Colts, that Colts offense, juggernaut. Yeah, well, they don't have really, the, they don't have the pass rush they used to have. Exactly, that's yeah. the problem. And their 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 secondary is falling apart a little bit with injuries. It's just it's tough to rely. Actually, on. wait, they haven't. They, who do they play? They played the Chiefs. They played the Lions, the Colts, Raiders, and Broncos. Right. Okay, so they haven't had that tough of a schedule. So I'm sorry. All right, news and notes. Dalvin Cook practiced, but we still don't know about his status. Damian Harris did not practice, but they're optimistic about him. We'll see. Heath already said not feeling Patriots running backs. Uh, McCaffrey's 50-50 to play this week. Jarvis Landry could be back this week. Go ahead, Heath. I think the McCaffrey one's kind of big because we just kind of thought he was going to come back, and hopefully he does. But I I mean, would you start? You leave McCaffrey. It depends on what you have on your bench, but I think you'd have to start Fournette over tonight. Right. Yes. Okay, well, hopefully he's back. I mean, oh, look, wouldn't it be great to see Dalvin Cook versus Christian McCaffrey instead of Madison versus Hubbard? <laughs> Imagine that. I don't know. I got a lot of teams that would like to see Madison versus <laughs> Hubbard. <laughs> uh, Jarvis Landry could play this week. He's about 65 He didn't practice on Wednesday, though, so that's a bad sign. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins has an illness. He should be fine. We'll see if Chris Carson practices today. He missed practice on Wednesday. The plan was to get him to practice today. TJ Hawkinson mispractice, and we haven't really talked about that as he has struggled, but he's dealing with a knee injury as well. Uh, would you start Zach Ertz tonight or TJ Hawkinson? Ertz. Um, I, if Hawkinson practices today, I'd stick with him, but otherwise Ertz. Joe Burrow is on voice rest. 
So, uh, what's his name? Blake Shelton is not going to be happy about that. Is that his name? The guy on The Voice? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. All right. See? Shel- Shelton. Yeah. Shelton, right? I Couldn't was going to make a joke about if we punch you in the throat, does that mean you'll stop talking? <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, Chandler Jones for the Cardinals, not expected to play, and neither is Rodney Hudson. He is out this week. So that's uh, their you know top pass rusher and center, starting center out this week for Arizona. Tua Tagovailoa looks like he's going to play. He had a few players miss practice. That seems like no big deal unless they miss again on Thursday, and even then we're not sure. But Allen Robinson, Damian Williams, Justin Jefferson, Nick Chubb, right now we're going to assume they're all playing. Kenny Galladay is not going to play. Adam but- Thielen also. Adam Thielen, thank you. Um, Kenny Galladay is not going to play, but uh, the other three Giants wide receivers practiced. So are we expecting Tony, Shepard, and Slayton? Yeah, to think about that for a second. Um, I I think at this point, yes, you have to expect them to play. Tony obviously is playing. He was uh, limited. The other guys were limited also, but they're coming back from injuries. So, yes, I would anticipate at this point those three guys playing. Well, you name three Giants wide receivers. You start with Tony. Like, you just want to say Tony, Tony, Tony. But, yeah, Slayton exists. Daniel Jones is on track to play. They, they're optimistic about Daniel Jones, but he needs to clear the concussion protocol. Sammy Watkins mispracticed. The, the update I saw was... Um, uh, dealing with a with with his brain injury, and when I read it like that, I was like, "Ugh, don't play." Uh, well, if you said dealing with a concussion, then I, I hate I, when they call it a brain injury. It's scarier for sure. Right? Yeah. Uh, Julio Jones was limited in practice, so um, we'll did you get T. Y. Hilton too? Oh yeah, yeah. What's so he was activated? He's got what's the deal? He's twenty-one days activated for practice. Yes, not for games yet. Right. He's still eligible to be in an IR spot in leagues. Ooh, yes, they like played the Texans this week. That's why he's coming back. He owns them, right? Oh, he owns the Texans. <laughs> All right. Uh, 60-second rankings discussions. Um, <laughs> again, I couldn't really find good disputes. Uh, we'll look at the most activated players and just tell me if you're comfortable starting them. Miles Gaskin. So these were guys who were mostly on the bench last week. Fantasy managers are getting them in their lineups. Miles Gaskin at, in London against Jacksonville. Comfortable starting him? Um, ish. Okay, comfortable ish. Yeah, I th- I think in PPR I would start him over the replacement running backs. I'll talk about this a little bit more uh, later in the show, but the Jaguars are a team that they get a ton of rush attempts against. I think the second, third most rush attempts against teams run on them. That is not the Dolphins' mo. They are last in the NFL in rush attempts. So we'll this is uh, it, I, I'm comfortable with Miles Gaskin as a number two running back in, in any format. Uh, I I think the thing that we saw last week was they reshuffled their offensive line again, and it seemed to be a little bit better. But you have Tua coming back, and so you know you got to hope that the offense that they were hoping to run, which they only got to run it for a game and a quarter, is going to be on display, and so. If you didn't watch that game last week, how can you say, or if you watched that game last week, how could you say Malcolm Brown and Zavon Ahmed need more touches than Miles Gaskin? He's so much more explosive than those two guys. Now, granted, he may not hold up in pass protection as well if you're looking at it from a size situation because he's not as big as Malcolm Brown. But you can't tell me that their 65 offensive coordinators saw that game (laughs) and said, oh, let's put Malcolm Brown back there again. He's got to play more. Hopefully it's a sign of things to come. And and as far as the – like. 
I don't know how much of the Jacksonville teams run against them. Dolphins don't run thing we can tell anything about because Jacksonville is almost always behind. And so the opposing team always has a game script that would cause you to want to run. And the Dolphins have just had some absolute disasters of blowouts and they've not, they've only won one game. So I don't know how much the Dolphins want to run. Yeah. This would be the opportunity for them to do it more for sure. Chase Claypool. I will say though, if you are stuck in a deep league, Malcolm Brown's not a bad flyer because if there's somebody that's going to be plunging into the end zone from a short yard situation, it's probably him. Uh, Chase Claypool is on the most activated list. I think we're pretty good starting him, right? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Cortland Sutton is on the most activated list. He must have been sat last week uh, against the Steelers, had a big game, and now he faces the Raiders, who, believe it or not, are third best against wide receivers and second lowest yards per pass attempt allowed, which is weird. Starter sits Sutton this week. Borderlines must start, guy. Um, so number two, number three receiver. I, I think you're going to see a, a little bit of a regression statistically. You know, I don't think he's going to do that again. I think this is a game where the Broncos can run with a little bit more success. So uh, I like Javante Williams a lot, but it's hard to get away from Sutton after seeing what he did last week, you know, with Teddy back. And if the Raiders offense shows up and this game gets, as Pete Prisco would say, loose, um, then Sutton's going to have a big game, you know, so it's, it's hard to sit him this week. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, just like last week, it was easy to look at it and say, man, he really has just been good against the Jackson against Jacksonville. But now he's had two good games, but two of his three bad games, one Jerry Judy played, the other Teddy left with a concussion. So I think as good as he's been in those two games, it's almost, I mean, it's almost a Tyler Lockett type situation. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. not going to, I'm going to start him. Okay. Claypool over Sutton? Yes. Gaskin or Sutton? Uh, Gaskin. Gaskin. Okay, next up on the most activated list, Michael Pittman. Coming off his best game. Facing the Texans, who have not allowed a receiving touchdown to a wide receiver since week one. That is weird. Is Michael Pittman a slam dunk start? I think similar to Sutton, not a slam dunk, but you know you should feel comfortable about it. The targets have been there for him. He's been all over this for the last you know month of trusting him um, blindly, which has worked out, and you know came through against the Ravens. Uh, great catch. You just have to wonder if Ty Hilton plays, you know, and and if how much that will impact things. But I think Carson Wentz is in a nice groove right now, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans move the ball, whether they score is another story. But, you know, if, if the Texans do score, and as we saw last week, they have to throw, he'll probably be six-plus targets. Um, my guess is five-plus catches. Uh, I would probably put him in the ballpark of like five for 75 with a chance to score. Yeah, he's a number two wide receiver. I'm pretty. I'm mostly just starting him. All right, Pittman's been – has a really nice PPR floor. Uh, I think it's something like 12 or more PPR fantasy points. He, he's kind of like Jacoby games. Myers with the possibility of scoring a touchdown. There you go. Um, and Devontae Booker is also on the most activated list. So we've got Gaskin. You mean Cla- he wasn't activated last week? <laughs> That's weird. Gaskin, Claypool, Sutton, Pittman, and Booker. Where does Booker rank among these options? Gaskin, Claypool, Sutton, Pittman. Behind all of them. Yeah, but I'm still probably... it's He's behind all of them, but he's a running back. And so I think in most situations, I'm probably starting him. Is he behind all of them if Daniel Jones plays? Behind all of them. 
Yeah, Jones won't have an enormous impact on my projection of Booker. All right. And those are your most activated players, and we're starting them, so I guess that, that's why they're activated. Let's go to the games. By the way, I wish we could dedicate 30 minutes to how the hell did Davis Mills score 30 fantasy points against the New England Patriots in Week 5? One I mean, the- come on. You got Chris Moore and Chris Conley. You can't stop the Chris's. I, I, I'll, I'll go back to something. I think it was like whenever I went to um, Caesars in D.C., we were doing an event, and it was the night of Davis Mills' first start against Carolina. I said, I think he's the right kind of bad quarterback for fantasy purposes. He's not shriveling up and scared. He might throw four interceptions, but he's gonna like he's he's like a a young man's Ryan Fitzpatrick. But I felt so strongly about sitting Brandon Cooks. You know, if I had rankings, I would have been the lowest. Except Frank had him in the forties, and that's Frank Stample. I probably would have been somewhere around there. And I don't know if I got it right because I thought Davis Mills was going to have a terrible game. He had a great game and Cooks was still really bad. But I, I don't, would have been right. I know, but I don't. But but my but the way it happened was totally wrong. You know, I don't know if I would have felt good about it or not. Because if you had told me Davis Mills was going to score thirty points, I would have said, "Okay, start Brandon Cooks." Then again, the Patriots are pretty good at, at locking down number one receivers. All right, and we'll talk Who are about they that lock down this later. Week? Yeah, yeah I, that's the thing. I mean, remember last time Amari Cooper went there? It was Stephon Gilmore, but uh, he was also a little injured, but he had a terrible game. I think he had one catch. He is also a little injured now. Seattle is at Pittsburgh. Stat of the game. Hey, Tyler Lockett, he's a deep ball guy, you know, this and that. You can't trust him. That might be true, but in 2020, he caught 10 touchdowns. Seven of them were from six yards out or closer. In fact, 2020, he wasn't really a deep ball guy. Um, but this year, his touchdowns have been from 23, 69, and 63 yards. So let's start with the Seahawks wide receivers and Heath starters it. I mean, it's going to depend on who you have. I would start Claypool and Sutton over both of them. I would start um, Pittman over Lockett. But I've got Metcalf as a low-end number two and Lockett as a high-end number three. And so I I, th- I think in most situations, like unless I've picked somebody up off the waiver wire that I really like, I'm probably still starting both of them. Jamie, would you start Sutton over, or uh, would you start Claypool over Metcalf? I would start Claypool over Metcalf. Um, I agree with everything he said. You know, the only player I think which uh, you would maybe struggle with the Seattle guys is Tony. You know, the guys who got picked up. And in PPR, I would probably start Tony over Lockett. But otherwise, I would start the Seattle guys over him still. And I would start everybody of the main guys in tonight's game. So the three Bucks guys and Devontae Smith over both Seattle receivers. Um, I, I do have Devontae Smith behind them. Tony is one I didn't mention. I've got him right between Metcalf and Luckett. And it will, but if Shepard and Slayton are both active, I'm, I'll probably have him behind Luckett. Okay. I don't think most people are going to bench Metcalf because, you know, he's. He's just different, <laughs> you know. I mean, you saw him catch a touchdown from Geno Smith last week. You know, Lockett's in the midst of another one of his slumps, and so without Russell Wilson there, it's easier to get away from him, especially given the draft capital. You know, Metcalf was by by most accounts a second round pick. Lockett was, you know, four, five, or six, depending on how your draft unfolded. So you may have other options that are that are better than Tyler Lockett. So while he's, you know, quote unquote slumping. He did have 10 targets last week, but he's, you know, his fancy production slumping. Uh, he's an easier guy to get away from. I don't know. I, I, 
I'm, I would read you my team because I think it's relevant in terms of a Metcalf decision, but I don't want people to hate me for reading my team. I promise I'm not Please trying to... Please read your team, Adam. I'm not trying I'm to set my it. lineup here, but we have three receiver spots and a flex, and we have Mike Evans, DK Metcalf, Marquise Brown, Devontae Smith, Chase Claypool, plus Chuba Hubbard, and yeah, that's it, and Chuba Hubbard, basically. And I might have to sit... Metcalf. Now, I'm going to start Metcalf over Devontae Smith. There's no way I'm starting Smith over Metcalf. Um, I just, I know. That's a, that's exactly what I would say. And I think yeah. the decision, decision gets tougher if you've got Metcalf in your flex and McCaffrey's ruled out. Yeah, I'm gonna, so I'm going to start Claypool over Devontae Smith. And Thursday night, yeah, never mind. That's, never mind. I was thinking about Thursday night. Okay, all right, we'll move on. I'm sorry, I, I was not trying to, just there are decisions to be made with DK Metcalf. All right, my bad for that detour. Don't start Geno Smith, although you could, you know, two QB league. What are you going to do? And then let's talk about the running backs here. So if Chris Carson, give me the scenario, Jamie, start and sit if Chris Carson plays and then if he doesn't. I would like to avoid the Seattle backfield. You know, again, you got bad, potentially bad quarterback play. Steelers have been awesome against the run. I think they have given a touchdown to running back, if I'm not mistaken, uh, on the season, uh, rushing or passing. That is true. Yep. And um, Carson... Less than 100%. If he's in, there's going to be shuffling in and out with him and Collins. Um, if the game gets you know sideways for the Seahawks and, and the Steelers have a lead by whatever, however it happens, um, you know you could see Carson coming off the field. So I, I would, at best, they're flex plays. Uh, Collins, if there is no Carson, Carson, if he plays, I would just you know, I, I would play Gaskin over him. I would play Booker over him. I would play Daryl Williams over him. Damian Williams over him. Uh, Ricky Williams over him. You know, I think it's going to be a bad game for uh, for the Seattle running back. I want to clarify something from before. Uh, I might have sound may have sounded like I would start Chuba Hubbard over DK Metcalf in full PPR. I guess that would be a somewhat difficult decision if McCaffrey's out. What would you guys do, Chuba Hubbard or Metcalf? Uh, I would start Hubbard. Yeah, if if uh, Metcalf was out or if McCaffrey's yeah, out, yeah, right. Okay, and Seattle tight ends? No thanks. Let's go to the Steelers here. Ben Roethlisberger. Starter sit. Seahawks are just not good. Uh, <laughs> starter sit Roethlisberger. There is very, very few people are going to start him in a one-quarterback league unless you're desperate. And, you know, you can certainly make an argument for him versus Carson Wentz, for him versus Taylor Heineke uh, versus Teddy Bridgewater. You know, the guys that were picked up this week or have been picked up in the last couple of weeks, Sam Donald as well. Uh, I think in two quarterback and super flex leagues, he's a great start, you know, because he's coming off his best game. And I don't know if this is, you know, addition by subtraction, because obviously you don't want to lose Juju Smith-Schuster. But now you're having to throw the ball down the field more because those other guys do things differently. Now, maybe he just dumps the ball off Najee Harris at nauseum like we saw a couple weeks ago when Juju had the rib injury. But I think this is just an opportunity for him to have to be more aggressive down the field. And this is an opportunity to do so. Yeah, I, I would start him over Tannehill. Yes. Um, I'd start him over Sam Darnold, who some people have started lately, but I think he's 18th at quarterback for me. So I really don't want to start him. I'd, I'd rather like, if I'm streaming, I would rather stream Heineke. I would rather stream Carson Wentz. I'd rather stream Teddy. So I don't really want to, I don't know if this is the case for you guys, but this was the first week in any of my leagues. I'm pretty sure that I added a, that I picked up a quarterback with the intention of starting. I have not streamed a quarterback yet. And the only reason I'm doing this is because I'm the Russell Wilson manager uh, in that league. 
but I don't know. Have you guys streamed a quarterback yet? It's weird to say. Yeah. Um, I'm in a 14-team league where I drafted Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. So luckily I had Darnold for the last, uh, I think, two weeks. Because I think I'm, I, I definitely played Lawrence in week one. I think the last two or three weeks I played Darnold. This week I'm playing Heineke over Darnold. And in our IDP league, um, my quarterbacks were Ryan Tannehill and Trevor Lawrence. So I'm playing Heineke. I picked him up again. I'm playing Heineke this week as well. Okay. I, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm forgetting. But it's just that, you know, if you drafted one of the top 12-ish quarterbacks, you really haven't needed to go to the waiver wire. As long as it wasn't Ryan Tannehill. It's not, right. Uh, or Burrow. Burrow was drafted as a, as yeah. a top 12 guy in some yeah. cases. And I did have none of either of them. Najee Harris is uh, top four. <laughs> the Seahawks give up so many receiving yards to running backs. This is just a great setup for Najee. Uh, and start both Pittsburgh wide receivers, and I'm guessing no on the tight ends? No tight ends. Okay. No, but it is, it is something like if you're if you're a desperate situation and you're trying to get ahead, I think their buy is next week, if I'm not mistaken, for the Steelers week seven. Uh, but if you are looking, you know, week eight and beyond, if you want to pick up Fryermuth just to see, because James Washington's banged up. He was limited in practice. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod, they brought in Anthony Miller, you know, so they're going to replace Juju with somebody. And maybe it's just more targets and opportunities for the tight end. So if you want to stash Pat Fryermuth in a deeper league, why not just to see what happens this week and then maybe what happens beyond. Pittsburgh DST is at last check, second for Jamie, third for Heath, ninth for Dave. So start him up. Okay, Dallas at New England, stat of the game. Mention this one. Cowboys see the fewest rush attempts in the NFL. And that should be good uh, by running backs. That should be good for Jacoby Myers. His two good games were the two games where the Patriots just did not run. They fell behind against the Saints. They didn't even try to run against the Bucks. You like but wouldn't, you have, wouldn't you have said, just bringing up your Davis Mills thing from uh, earlier, if you were to say that they were down 10 in the third quarter, I think it was, um, down at halftime, down in the third quarter, that Joe Kobe Myers would have had a great game, right? Yeah, I would have thought so. It was disappointing. Yeah, but the, you gotta, the only thing I think you got to worry about with Myers, and I'm still starting him, but is, is how much of the tight end's improvement, certainly Hunter Henry's improvement, is going to take away targets for him. What do you guys? Well, okay. So overall, what do you think about Jacoby Myers? You said you're still starting him, but as what? Uh, he's a low end number two receiver in PPR. Like I would start him over Tyler Lock in PPR. I start him over AJ Brown in PPR. Um, I think this is going to be another game where he's getting double digit targets because I think the Patriots are trailing. How confident are we that the Patriots are going to be trailing at least you know significantly? Do you think they give the Cowboys a game the same way they gave the Bucks a game? Yeah. Early. I mean, first off, uh, the Bucks. that was a game in the rain. You know, Tom Brady, who knows what he was thinking, you know, in that game because it was so probably emotional for him. Uh, the Dallas offense, and this is not to say anything because the Bucks offense is, is fantastic. The Dallas offense is a machine right now. Like, they're just doing whatever they want to. And, you know, with, with the way that they're running the ball and, and their defense is playing great, like, you, you can make an argument that Dallas's defense, maybe right now just because of how the secondary's playing, might be better than the, the Bucks' defense. Um, so I don't, I don't know how the Patriots score. Well, the thing is, their defense, going into last week, they were giving up the second most yards per play. I think it's third now. So you can move the ball on their defense, but they lead the league in, in takeaways. Uh, so that that's just don't turn the freaking ball over, but... Uh, that, you know, he's got a rookie quarterback here. going. Yeah, I mean, Mac Jones is, is conservative. He's safe, you know, in terms of how he throws the ball. That's why his completion percentage is so high. Certainly is why it was so high against the Bucs. 
But, I mean, the, the Patriots have offensive line concerns. They have backfield concerns. Yeah. You know, their defense hasn't been great, you know, when they face some top-tier opponents. Uh, not named Brady and, and, and but, you know, you saw it last week. They got exposed a little bit. All right, so if Myers is still worth starting, is anyone else? Are you starting Hunter Henry this week? Yes. Start Henry. Okay, Henry That's over it. who? Uh, he's he's a top six tight end for me, so I'd start oh. him over Hawkinson. I'd start him over Ertz. I'd start him over uh, Gusecki. I'd start him over... I mean, I like Henry. He's he's playing well. Okay. All right. And <laughs> let's go to Dallas. Dak, what's that? Can we? Yeah, let's go. Uh, weather's amazing in New York right now, so no thanks. I'll stay here. Dallas, uh, Dak Prescott is uh, about eighth overall. He's a he's a good start. Tonight, Prescott or Hurts? Hurts. I have Hurts higher. Okay, start Zeke. Pollard, I'm, any interest in flexing Pollard? He's a good flex. Yep. Okay. Yeah, he's got uh, at least six PPR fantasy points in every game. I think I have Pollard ahead of Damian Harris. Wow. Yeah, PPR for sure. Well, but Pollard has, yeah, I guess so. He did have four catches last week. Okay, got back there. He's been up and down in that regard. Uh, all right, so the wide receivers are much more interesting. Let's talk about Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. Heath, how do you feel about them? By the way, I was wrong. Last time Amari Cooper went to Foxborough, it was two years ago. He had zero catches on two targets. Um what do you think about Cooper and Lamb this week? Very, very similar for me to Metcalf and Lockett for a different reason, obviously. Their quarterback's fine, but the matchup's really difficult slash interesting. So they are, they're both borderline number two, high-end number three wide receivers for me. I would prefer to start Lamb over Cooper. I would in full PPR. I, I, I've got him a little bit higher in non-PPR than I do PPR because the pass volume has been so lo- low for Dallas. I don't know that you can expect more than four or five catches for either of them. I would start Robert Woods over them. I would start DK Metcalf over them. I would start in full PPR. I'd start Pittman over them. In non-PPR, they're more number two wide receivers. You agree, Jamie? 100%. Yep. All right, so how about Daryl Williams and Devontae Booker and Damian Williams, these waiver wire running backs? Are we starting them over Cooper and Lamb? Damian and PPR, yes. Probably non-PPR also. Daryl and non-PPR, yes. Um, Booker, no. I just don't have a lot of faith in Booker. Okay. Uh, by the way, I didn't mention this, but the Steelers, going back to that Steelers-Seahawks game, the Steelers actually give up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. Only the Colts have allowed more receiving touchdowns to wide receivers than the Steelers. Don't know what that's all about. But that's, if this was Russell, then it's easy to say you're just to start the guys without question. Yeah. But you I just, just think, wonder, you know, you know, people in their mind, Steelers defense, oh, that's a horrible matchup. It hasn't been so far for wide receivers, and it really wasn't last year either. So I just want to throw that out there. But I, of course, we're, we're factoring in the quarterback. Um, and then, yeah, you, you know, number one receivers have not done all that well against uh, New England. Brandon Cook's a great example. Corey Davis was terrible. He's not Amari Cooper. Uh, Mike Evans was solid. He was shadowed by J.C. Jackson. Uh, he had seven catches for 75 yards on 12 targets. Okay, I think that... Oh, Dalton Schultz or Hunter Henry? Schultz for me. Cowboys DST or Steelers DST? Uh, Steelers, but I like both. Steelers. Yeah. All right. So you can start the Cowboys. You can start both of those DSTs. Obviously, Cowboys are. Cowboys little, would be a good candidate for you to for you I, to say I'm way too low on a DST. I don't know that I feel. I I was thinking about that because you have 13th. I was that was one, but 
again, if they don't get turnovers, they're really not. They're not. A, I'm not convinced that they're a good defense. They just have been able to get the turnovers. Uh, who has more catches in this game? Who has more catches in this game? Ezekiel Elliott or Trayvon Diggs? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say Trayvon Diggs does not have an interception in this game. All right, all right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, Monday Night Football, Buffalo at Tennessee. Can you start any Titans in this game other than Derrick Henry? And we Well, we have already talked about that, but which Buffalo wide receivers are we starting in this game? We will be right back on Fantasy Football today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Bills are at the Titans. Maybe maybe the Titans show up here and show us the team that they're capable of being. I'd love to see if Julio Jones could play in this game. But your stat of the game, I gave it earlier. No running back has more than 45 rushing guards against the Bills. We can just laugh at that, uh, that, you know, Henry will get there. Trend of the game, though, this is kind of interesting. Carries inside the five-yard line. Zach Moss has three. Josh Allen has two. Devin Singletary has one. So that's good for Moss. How about targets in the green zone? That's 10 yards or closer. Dawson Knox leads the team with four. Diggs with three. Sanders, three. And Zach Moss has two. So does Gabriel Davis. Uh, Cole Beasley has zero, by the way. So that's just, you know, you got the two players who have been kind of surprising in Moss and Knox. They are getting opportunities where it counts. Uh, Jamie, when we look at this game, what do you think? I mean, any any surprises here? You really like Zach Moss? You already talked about A.J. Brownlee. Any, any strong takes on fringy players in this game, Buffalo at Tennessee? I mean, it's hard not to like Zach Moss at this point, what he's done. You know, 11 or more PPR points in the four games that he's played. Uh, I think he was over 70% of the snaps against the Chiefs, so he's you now starting to dominate playing time over Devin Singletary. Uh, he scored in in three of the four games that he's played four touchdowns overall. So, I mean, he's he's creeping into you know must start territory at this point, you know, especially with the bye weeks and the injuries. So, you know, I I, I think you got to be excited about this and this Titans defense. I mean, if Urban Meyer had remembered James Robinson's name in the second half, he might have had an even bigger game after having over 100 yards in the first half. 250 yards he would have gotten to. Right, he would have got 250 yards. Um, so, yeah, so Moss is, is good, uh, if if not great, as a starter. And then Emmanuel Sanders, you know, I, I think we're starting to see uh, – I don't want to say Cole Beasley's getting phased out, but um, he's falling to fourth, at least in, in, in perception of uh, the guys you can trust of the passing you know options – you know, Diggs and Do- and Diggs, Knox and Sanders uh, are feel like they're ahead of Beasley. I mean, there's going to be a Beasley game at some point, but in non PPR, it's easy. You know, bench Beasley for sure. In PPR, he's at best a third receiver. Would you guys yeah, start? I, yeah, I think right. Diggs is going to have his breakout game, and he's going to be so much better than he's been so far this season. And I do think, like, even outside of Beasley, because I'm pretty much done with Beasley until he has a big nine for 90 game and then we get sucked in for two more weeks um but i i do think when Diggs finally gets back to what he was or 90 percent of what he was it's probably going to be a bad thing for either Knox or sanders 
Agree. Um, I don't know which one. I'm, I'm starting Sanders as the number three wide receiver. And then back to Moss, because Jamie had referenced it. That was the big – last week was the big turning point for me with him because it was a career-high 74% of the snaps. If it's a timeshare with Josh Allen, then nobody's better than a flex. But it was not much of a timeshare last week. I guess what worries me about Moss is uh, timeshare with Allen or timeshare with Singletary. Timeshare with Singletary, like he was still only playing 50, 55 percent. Yeah, no, you snaps. said timeshare with Josh Allen. Well, no, I mean if it's a timeshare between the two running backs and you've got Josh Allen oh, doing gotcha. what he does gotcha. in the running game, yep. then no, nobody's better than a flex. So just one thing I want to point out, going into the fourth quarter, I, he had basically the same amount of carries as Devin Singletary. Moss is their fourth quarter guy. Since he's come back, he's played four games. He has 16 fourth quarter carries to seven for Devin Singletary. So they've been just pummeling teams, basically. Maybe they'll do that again. But uh, if they don't, I, I don't know that you're going to get like that garbage time touchdown or something from Moss. Uh, I, I, just one thing to consider here, but you guys have him in the top 24. Would you but start? he's getting all the high-level touches. I mean, that's the thing that matters, you know, so. Uh, yeah, but he, yeah, yeah. He's got two, three catches in three or four games. Uh, what was I going to say here? Uh, wh- would you start Moss or Manuel Sanders? Moss. Yeah, Moss. Would you start Moss or Devontae Booker? Moss. I might move. I've got I've got Gaskin, Daryl Williams, and Booker all back to back to back in one order or another, and I've got Moss right behind them. And I just might move Moss ahead of the three of them. Okay, uh, we talked about the wide receivers here, and Tennessee allows the most fantasy points to wide receivers. Uh, they yeah they stink. And I and I don't like. I'll just still stand for my guy, even though I'm I'm all in on Zach Moss as a starting running back. I don't think as a boomer bust flex. Devin Singletary is a terrible play because of his big playability and how bad the Titans defense has been. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Heath. And I think some people are going to start to get to the point where are you dropping Devin Singletary? Don't do that because Moss has still got that injury track record and they're still playing him. You know, even though the 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 snap count was so skewed one way, you know, I think it's closer to 60-40 as opposed to 70-30, you know, so or 75-25 in this case, you know, so I, I think you're still going to get Devin Singletary games. You're still going to have Devin Singletary moments. You know, I don't want to get to a point where we're sitting here on a Tuesday and saying, why are you picking up, why, you know, why did you drop Devin Singletary? You know, don't do that yet. He's not at that point. Dawson Knox is top seven, and the Titans actually give up the second fewest points to tight ends, but they have not really faced any good ones. They give up 68 yards to Dan Arnold, 64 yards to Dan Arnold last week. So Knox is a start. Knox or Ertz, Knox or Schultz. Rank those three. Knox, Ertz, I'm sorry, Schultz, Knox, Ertz in all formats. I've got Schultz, Knox, Ertz, and non-Schultz, Ertz, Knox, and PPR. Ryan Tannehill is a sit. We really res- respect and fear the Bills' defense. It's it's a tremendous unit. Derrick Henry is a start, and then A.J. Brown is outside the top 20, but uh, we'll do some flex questions. Brown or Zach Moss? Moss. Moss. Yeah, I've I've got uh, both the Cowboys and both the Seahawks ahead of A.J. Brown mm. and Devontae Smith tonight. Man. Okay, let's see. A.J. Brown or Emmanuel Sanders? Brown. Still Brown. Do one more. Damian Williams or A.J. Brown? Williams. Probably Williams. Cool. Yeah. Um. One more IDP guy, if you still need to pick somebody up, because I just did this last night. Uh, pick up Rousseau um, after his, you know, good game against the Chiefs. That 
Titans, the, the offensive line is a disaster. So he may get another sack or two. And an interception or two. Go Canes. So, Did you like watching his uh, high school highlights? Yeah. He was a really awkward wide receiver, wasn't he? Just just robotic. <laughs> yeah. Not, not meant to play wide receiver. But I, I love Gregory Rousseau. Uh, led the nation in sacks and basically the only year he played in college. That, I mean, that defense is so good. It is, yeah, and because their their defensive line is just so much better than it was last year. Yep, it's bigger, and they did that without Milano too. Right. So yeah, in case you want the numbers, Miko Hardman is the only wide receiver with more than sixty three yards against the Bills. That includes Deontay Johnson. That includes Tyree Kill, Terry McLaurin, Brandon Cooks, Byron Pringle, uh, and the Bills DST is a star. Well, Heath, you're way too low on the Bills DST. You got him ninth. All right. I may move A.J. Brown up now. <laughs> Las Vegas is at Denver. And stat of the game, I did reference, reference this earlier, but I find it so weird that the Raiders have this pass defense that's been so good so far. Third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. Second fewest passing yards per attempt allowed. Uh, so I don't get it. There are some things that I, that you just don't buy this early in the season. and. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I don't see how their personnel is that good. They also have some injuries in the secondary, but it is happening. And uh, you already talked about Cortland Sutton, so I don't even know how much we need to go into this. But if you're thinking about Teddy Bridgewater as a streamer this week, do you fear this mat- matchup at all? I like. I, they have played Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson, so I don't want to say they haven't played anybody. But Lamar Jackson, it was week one before the passing game was really going great. Um. They've also faced Jacoby Brissett, um, Justin Fields, and Ben Roethlisberger. That would help you be a great pass defense. I'm surprised. I would think that they would be like a decent pass defense with those matchups with Jackson Herbert and those three. I'm surprised that they've been as good as they have been. But Bridge. So where do you rank Bridgewater in terms of streamers with Heineke and Tannehill? I, I yeah, I'll throw Tannehill in there. I know he's not a streamer, but we'll throw him in there. Bridgewater, Tannehill, Heineke, Roethlisberger. I would go Heineke, Wentz, Bridgewater, Roethlisberger. Yep, exactly. Okay. All over Tannehill? Yes. Yep. And what about Derek Carr? Would you start Derek Carr over any of those guys? No. I might have Carr still over Roethlisberger, but behind Teddy. It's going to be such a weird game for the Raiders because you just don't know where they're at emotionally. You know, with everything that's gone on with Gruden, you know, did they give up? on Gruden last week, which certainly would be understandable um, with what that locker room is, uh, with what any locker room would be. Um, but, you know, now do they come out and, you know, we're unified as a group and we're going to come out and play. And this, this, look, the, the Broncos, I, I know they're, they're a good team, uh, but they're not indestructible, you know, and, and the Raiders can certainly have some success here. Josh Jacobs has a great history against them. So we'll see how he does. Uh, but defensively, you know, I mean, this pass rush has been the reason why their pass defense has been good because they're, you know, eliminating a half a second or a second getting to the quarterback. And so that's what I think has helped them early in the season. Can they get back to doing that, you know, this week? So we'll see. Um, you know, I think uh, Crosby and Nassib and, and Gakwe, they, they need to get to the quarterback and, and do it, do, do a good job for that secondary to hold up. Starter sit Josh Jacobs. It's hard not to start him at this point, right? With the four catches each of the last two weeks. Yeah, he's a low-end starter. He's been awful. My God, running the ball. 3.2 yards per carry. And, and but he's Denver's, not been awful in terms of fantasy production. 
No, he hasn't. Denver's run he scores touchdowns and he catches passes. Okay, so how do you like him compared to the replacement guys? Uh, I would start both Williams guys ahead of him. Um, I would start Gaskin ahead of him in PPR. I start Jacobs and Non. Uh, he's a top twenty running back. You know, I think if you have safer options, you can go the safer route. But it's it's hard to get away from the goal line opportunities and and the passing game work. Now, the the one thing I guess you could look at, say, if you want to really be concerned about Josh Jacobs, is Peyton Barber practice in full. You know, so now we get to see what this backfield rotation looks like. Uh, you know, does you know, with with Gruden out of there, does Kenyon Drake, Drake get more yes. opportunities? That, that's exactly what I was going to say. You would, you would think so, right? Uh, because if those if those catches go away then you've got a guy averaging 3.2 yards per carry against a really good run defense. What if Peyton Barber gets like eight carries to spell Jacobs and Jacobs does all the passing game work? <laughs> that would be wonderful. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm nervous. I, don't, I, I think it's a good point that we have, like it could go any of six directions between those three running backs and we really have no idea. I think it, like I have no Josh Jacobs shares. I didn't draft him at all. So, you know, if, if you're concerned about the yards per carry and the the change in coach and the return of Barber, and you have some of these other guys, you know, Williams, Booker, or both Williams, Daryl, Damian. Um, I mean, you can even look and say that matchup wise, maybe Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon have a better opportunity. Gordon's a little bit banged up, but if you want to say matchup wise. You know, and and I know Adam, you like to look at explosive plays. I mean, Javante Williams has a 31 yard carry or more each the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, he may have. I think this is going to be a big game for Javante Williams personally, but I'm, I'm still starting Jacobs over him because of split. Now, if Melvin Gordon's out, Javante Williams for sure. Yeah, I would start Zach Moss over Jacobs. Would you? Yeah. Um, I'm not there yet, but I might be. Okay. So, Kadarius Tony or Josh Jacobs? Tony and PPR. Jacobs and none. I won't even ask you. Don't worry about it. Uh, any wide receivers for the Raiders worth starting? Renfro and PPR is a number three receiver, but nothing more than that. Okay. A good number three receiver, I would say. Darren Waller is number three behind Kelsey and Andrews this week. He didn't practice on Wednesday, so just keep an eye on that. If he doesn't practice on Thursday and you have to make a decision with Zach Ertz, you know, hopefully there's a report. Jamie's got a feeling about Javante Williams. Heath, do you? What what feeling do you have? Um, I I have no feeling about Javante Williams. I I said this on FFT yesterday. I think every week it feels like, man, this this might be the Javante Williams week. And every week we get to the end of the week, and Melvin Gordon had two more carries. Um, so I'm just going to keep treating them both like flexes, Gordon slightly ahead of Williams until it changes. And then the first week that it changes, I'll probably have Williams the low end number two running back. Yeah, you hope that they can have a lead in this game because when in the first three games of the year against the Giants, the Jaguars, and the Jets, those two guys ran the ball a lot. The last two games, they've had, I believe both of them have had single-digit carries. It's been around nine. Uh, but uh, they've, have they lost each of the last two games? They lost to Pittsburgh, and uh, I don't remember. Yeah, they lost to Drew Lockin. Right, right. Baltimore. So you like to see, they want to run the ball. They want to run the ball, but I think the thing that you, you know, for me that I like about Williams, he's got three catches each of the last three weeks. So he's being used in the passing game. Melvin Gordon's dealing with a, a, a couple of different injuries. He didn't practice on Wednesday, I think with a hip injury. I think last week it was a knee injury. So he's not a hundred percent. And if Williams keeps breaking away, like he has, eventually he's going to find the end zone on one of these runs. You know, he should have scored against Pittsburgh. 
Um, he got tracked down from behind. But a 31-yard carry, I think it was 49-yard carry against the Steelers. You know, so the, the, the big play potential is there for him. And so all it takes is probably another three or four carries ahead of Melvin Gordon, and maybe he has a chance for a huge game. Okay, Corlin Sutton is a number two wide receiver, although am I wrong about that for you, Heath? Do you have him much higher than that? I've got him as a high-end number two. I had to pull back a little bit on the projections, but he's right around 13 or 14. Okay. We talked about him a little bit earlier. If you want to hear about Cortland Sutton, go back to the 60-second rankings discussion segment. You can check the time codes always in the episode description. Time codes are approximate, probably within 30 to 60 seconds of uh, the actual time. And Noah Fant, he's top 10. Uh, Dave's really high on him as in top six. You guys have him closer to 10. So, okay, Schultz and Knox and Henry and Ertz, they're ahead of Noah Fant. How about Kasiki or Noah Fant? Uh, Fant and non-PPR, Kasiki and PPR for me. But they're close. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think there's much difference. Yeah, this is the first time I've really thought about this question. And so Noah Fant over Mike Kasiki. I'll make the change. All right, great. I'm happy to help. Denver's DST is top four. Stardom. Chargers at Ravens. Oh, you forgot a guy. Tim Patrick has been playing really well. Oh, I'm sorry. Well. Uh, you are right. I had, I did forget Tim 12 Patrick. or more PPR points in every game but one. The one game he didn't was when Drew Locke came in for Bridgewater. So, you know, it's almost like what Heath was saying. Like, you know, what games do we throw out for this Broncos passing attack? You know, he even had that with Judy playing. Um, so Patrick, I think, is a very safe fill-in wide receiver that you can still find in some leagues. And just getting the job done. Uh, I, I was uh, – I didn't know this, um, but – I looked last year. He had no drops. He had yeah. the most targets with no drops of any wide receiver last season. Um, so he's he's reliable and productive, and we'll see what happens when when Judy comes back. But for this particular week, you know, we'll see. Like you said, Adam, if this pass defense is good, but Tim Patrick's a good number three wide receiver for you know people that are struggling to to find some replacement options and a good flex play also. Okay, Chargers are at the Ravens. Are there any players that are obvious starts that you have any fears about? So that would be the two quarterbacks three wide receivers, and Eckler, I guess, and Andrews. Uh, any players here that we're nervous about? No. Heath doesn't do the like him, don't love him segment that we do on uh, HQ on Friday of guys that were starting blindly, basically, but have some trepidation because of the matchup. Marquise Brown would be that guy for me this week just because the Chargers' defense has been so good against opposing receivers. Um but you can't get away from Marquise Brown at this point. Like originally when I did my rankings, he was like closer to 20. I'm like, what am I doing? Like he's just been so good. Uh, but they've been so good against opposing receivers. And, you know, we'll see if they could keep him in, in check and keep him out of the end zone. So uh, it'll be a good test. Yeah, both of these teams. Both of these teams faced Tyree Kill and did really well against them. Baltimore, only one wide receiver has scored more than 14 PPR fantasy points against the Ravens. And that was Michael Pittman last week, who was, I don't want to say lucky, but had, you know, that big play. Not, you can't necessarily rely on that. They've been really good against wide receivers. Tyreek Hill. They were picking on. Yards. I forget the cornerback. In that Avent game. or something. Yeah. Uh, Averett. Some, I don't remember something like. Yes, that. him. Yeah. Tyreek Hill had 14 yards against Baltimore. Cortland Sutton had 47 yards. Uh, so they've done well against number one. But it's also like you know we can't we can't here sit, sit here and say uh, Sutton. You got to throw out that game for him. You got to throw out the game for the Ravens secondary also because that was Drew Locke. It wasn't entirely Drew Locke, though. Well, I mean, it was Bridgewater not getting a full full game. Yeah, fair. And then as far as the Chargers go, I mean, look at the wide receivers they've faced. McLaurin, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the uh, Raiders, the Browns. 
and they uh, they've been really good. So okay, these guys are starting. I mean, Keenan Allen. People might be frustrated with Keenan Allen. You've total faith in him this game? Total faith. Yeah, like you're not starting Pittman over him. You're not starting Tony over him yet. At least you shouldn't. Um, I'm not starting to Patrick over him. You know, like yes. Okay. There's, there's going to be big games coming. Yeah, I don't really even know why people are questioning Keenan Allen. I agree with you, but I mean, no, I don't agree with that entirely. I understand why they are questioning him. I don't. I lo- I think we all consider Keenan Allen to be a great buy low, but I understand the concerns because he's never but, been the number two wide receiver, you know. And people I, see. Him I understand, but just like generally speaking, it's when this happens, it's we take a guy who was drafted in round three or something, and he's had a really bad season. And we're like, man, can we keep like AJ Brown? Can we keep trusting AJ Brown? Keenan Allen has had a couple of monster performances. I think he scored at least 20 fantasy points or 19, 14, 20, 10, and 13. Yeah. Are his PPR totals. That's even if it's not what you paid for, that's a, a must start wide receiver. Yeah. But if you're in that half PPR, I mean, like, what, what, what more do you expect? <laughs> If you're in half PPR or non PPR. In half and non PPR, it's a different story. Yes. But plus, like, he, he had 100 yards in each of his first two games. He's had 50, 36, and 75 in his last three. So it's recency but bias. Th- this, this has always been the problem with him is he's a format guy. So he'll give you good games in, in non PPR. He'll give you better games in half PPR. He's going to give you great games in PPR because that's the type of player that he is. Are there any tight ends that you would have picked up off waivers that you'd start over Jared Cook this week? Like a Dan yes. Arnold or Zach Ertz, Hunter Henry. Yeah, Ertz and Henry. Not Arnold. And I would consider Dan Arnold too, to be honest with you. Arnold as well. Okay. Uh, then that's pretty much it. We're and, not going to start. Pick up, if you, again, like what I said about Friarmouth, if you have a, a deep league, pick up Donald Parham. He's starting to play more. Um, he scored in two straight. And I think it, at some point there may be a switch coming. Yeah. And I think if you are in a shallower league, because I'm guessing he's rostered in deeper leagues. And you have a roster spot. Maybe take a look at Rashad Bateman, twenty-five percent rostered. Sammy Watkins getting about eight targets, seven, eight targets a game. This is a seven passing exactly, team. right? Uh, seven, eight in each of his first four games, and then he left the second one with the fifth one with an injury. So, but Bateman's an option there, and uh, that's pretty much. Oh, so Ravens running backs avoid. Yes. Okay. Two more games. Miami at Jacksonville. Jacksonville has allowed 100 yards to five wide receivers. Oh, real quick on the Chargers. Do we do we think that Kelly's now the guy behind Eckler of the rotation? I I think they're still searching for the guy. They would like for one, one of them to. Like, I don't Maybe Kelly's taken it, but I think Kelly could lose it next week. Well, it, Jackson was hurt last week, right? He was inactive. Right, but wasn't this Kelly's first game being active? But is that because of Jackson being inactive? I don't know. I think it's probably, I don't know that this is the best running back handcuff. It's probably, you know, it's a share. It's a timeshare, right? If uh, Yeah, you would like to see one of the three guys emerge because, God forbid, something happens to Eckler. You'd like to see who's going to be their their trusted option. The thing that's different with them this year from past years is Anthony Lynn's not there. And so there's not a second guy that's getting 10 touches. That's true. Like Josh Kelly got two carries last week. All right, let's go to Miami and Jacksonville here because we have to. Which quarterback do you like better? Lawrence. Tua, if he plays. I will do this as if Tua's playing. It seems like he will. 
So you like Tua? You'd go with Tua? And I would Jamie, go with Tua. Jamie would go yeah. Lawrence. Okay. Gaskin, we have discussed a plenty. What about Waddle or, or Parker if he plays? Um, I would consider Waddle a number three receiver. If Parker is out, if Parker plays, I would avoid both. I would consider Waddle a number three receiver regardless and Parker a number three if he plays. Mike Kosicki is top 10 and did a little disappointing last week, but in terms of started fantasy points, he was probably top 10. He's just saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, Jacksonville allows the six most fantasy points to tight ends, and that's guys like Farrell Brown had a good game. Max uh, CJ Uzama had a huge game. Michael Pruitt caught a touchdown last week. Um, over to the Jaguars side, Lawrence is actually 14th for Dave and Jamie, or close to that, and Heath is, does not have him in the top 24. So, um, Dolphins, you know, you can look at the overall numbers for the Dolphins and they look like a bad defense. I would say they were a below average defense before the Bucks game. Their numbers look a lot worse because of what Brady just did. Just at my yeah, take. Yeah, they, they gave up 17 fantasy points in week one, then 20 to Josh Allen, then 25 to Derek Carr in overtime, then 21 to Carson Wentz. Right, and then, then I mean, Allen could have had a, the rushing touchdown that got taken away from him because he slid too soon. That is true. That did happen to Josh Allen. I don't. I don't think that for me the Dolphins are not one of the matchups that matter. Like I think they're just average, maybe mediocre, but they have allowed the most pass plays of twenty plus yards. So that is something to keep an eye on, uh, and and that was even before the the Bucks game. They were very high there too. So they're giving up some big plays. Uh, with that said, you, obviously we're going to start James Robinson. He's top ten in both formats. Who I guess who's the best wide receiver in this game? Marvin Jones. What? Waddle. Who's the second best? Waddle. Marvin Jones. <laughs> okay, so we've got the same top five, top two: Marvin Jones and Waddle. Um, I'm trying to think: AJ Brown or a receiver in this game? No, AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Okay. Dan Arnold or Evan Ingram? Arnold. Arnold. Dan Arnold or... No, just like there's nothing. You said it. It's Cook. Yeah, right. It's Jared Cook. Like I still start Higby over Arnold. I would still... I would start... um, Ertz over Arnold. You like a DST in this game? The Dolphins. Yeah, I like the Dolphins more than Jacksonville. Okay. Yeah, almost every team's been really good against Jacksonville, but Bengals on that Thursday night, the only exception there. Houston was good against the Jaguars. Tennessee's DST was good against the Jaguars. And that brings us to Houston and Indianapolis. Uh, Stat of the game. I doubt this matters, but I'll give it to you anyway. The Texans allow the most fantasy points to tight ends. And they haven't faced great tight ends either. They faced Knox. They faced Henry. Tommy Tremble had a rushing touchdown. Chris Manhurts had a touchdown. I don't know. Mo Ali Cox has not been a complete non-factor. Is he something? Do you have him ranked in the top 15? He's a touchdown or bus guy. You know, I like that he had 50 yards receiving last week. So, trending in the right direction. But we know what Mo Ali, Mo Ali Cox does. He has a good game, and then he disappears for a month. Yeah, like, they have three tight ends that they're throwing the ball to, and, and Cox will probably be the best, but I wouldn't be that surprised if if – like any of the three guys leads the, the Colts tight ends. I'm not I'm not starting a Colts tight end. 
The only Texan that people are, are going to start is uh, Brandon Cooks. And like him or love him this week? I like him a lot. Uh, yeah, I like him a lot. The Colts are giving up a 9.8% touchdown rate. Their pass defense has been just dreadful. All right. So that's Cooks. Start him. Carson Wentz is in that streaming category. I think Heath, you have him 12th, or did you did you drop him? He's 12th or 13th, yeah. I like him. Okay, a little bit better the last couple weeks. And uh, worth starting over Derek Carr, worth starting over... Tannehill. Tannehill, and uh, what about Sam Darnold? Or Sam Darnold against Minnesota, or this... Ma- or uh, Sorry, what the hell's his name? Carson Wentz. Wentz. Yeah, I go you. Wentz for sure. The only reason I would stick with Darnold is, like, I... Th- feel like this could be a game where they just run all over the Texans. Oh, yeah. Yep, so start Taylor. What about Naeem Hines? No. No, not the game script for him. There is no game script for him. It's it's so weird. Oh, you know what? His week one was against Seattle, and Seattle just, that's what they're so bad at passing game running backs, defending them. And other than that, he's had, he's had one good game, so... It's people are going to lose faith in Hines, certainly. Michael Pittman is a number two slash. No, he's going to call him a low-end number two wide receiver. Top 25 in full PPR and six to eight catches in four straight games. I mean, that's just a tremendous floor right there. So Pittman's a start, and that's basically it. We've actually talked a lot about Pittman. So cool. Anything else from this game? Hilton would be a number three receiver if he returns. Colts DST. They are uh, start them. Start them. Start. Yeah. Yeah. This is a pretty good week for streaming DSTs. You know, you got the Dolphins and the Steelers in some leagues. Uh, you got the Colts. You got the Bengals, Packers. Packers. Oh, good week. E- enjoy it. Thanks to Heath and Jamie. We will talk to you later today. YouTube.com/slash Fantasy Football Today, 2 p.m. Eastern, with a start or sit edition for one hour, 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern. And tomorrow we've got the NFC Home Games. We'll talk to you then. Enjoy the game tonight. You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If ready PG.